بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم we continue the discussion on the بلوغ المرام شرح كتاب الصيام from بلوغ المرام explaining the book of fasting from بلوغ المرام and the author رحمه الله mentioned related the hadith of Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu Hadith 538 Qala qala rasulullahi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam Man lam yada qawla zuri wal amala bih Wal jahl falaysa laka hajatan Falaysa lillahi hajatan fi an yada'a ta'amahu wa sharabahu Rawahu al-Bukhari wa Abu Dawood wa lafzu lahu And this hadith narrated by Abu Huraira radiyallahu anhu That Allah's messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said whoever does not abandon falsehood and action in accordance with it and foolishness Allah has no need that he should abandon his food and drink and we should put this uh, no need uh, between parentheses uh, for the future okay uh, when we get all of this inshallah on the site the text and the uh, material so we can make a note of this now. Now, so whoever does not abandon falsehood, what is falsehood? Azur. Kullu qawlin muharram fahuwa qawlu zur. Any forbidden saying is falsehood. Including testimony, falsehood, insults, <coughs> cursing, and the like. <coughs> and then acting or reaction in accordance with it. So therefore, every action which is forbidden is included <coughs> to be falsehood. Also foolishness and transgression against others. Then this is also considered falsehood. Then here, Allah has no need that he should abandon his food and drink. This term need does not mean al-haja, does not mean that which is understood in the Arabic language, which in which it means that the person uh, is uh, to a certain extent needs something uh, such that if this is not available with him, then his affairs are affected. No, this does not mean this. This means want to. And so therefore the meaning is, Allah does not want him to fast so that he abandons his food and drink and becomes hungry and thirsty. Just as what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala states in Surah An-Nisa, chapter 4, verse 147. مَا يَفْعَلُ اللَّهُ بِعَذَابِكُمْ إِنْ شَكَرْتُمْ وَآمَنْتُمْ 
Why should Allah punish you if you have thanked Him and have believed in Him? So this is because of something high and lofty and that is for Him to abandon falsehood and action in accordance and foolishness. This is wisdom from the fasting. Also, this is supported by the saying of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامُ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ Oh, you believe fasting has been prescribed upon you as it has been prescribed upon those before you so that you may achieve piety. And this is the cause, the reason, so that you achieve piety, become pious. It's not, therefore, hunger and thirst. Is that clear? Alhamdulillah. From the benefits of this hadith, from the benefits of this hadith, is the affirmation that it is forbidden for the fasting individual, the believer, uh, to commit falsehood. And that here, because the Prophet ﷺ mentioned this, so as to make it clear that the fasting believer, his reward will diminish if he commits falsehood. And also his reward diminishes by acting in accordance with it and, and, and also due to foolishness. And also this hadith affirms the wisdom regarding Allah's legislations because he said Allah has no need, quote-unquote, for him to abandon his food and drink. Then what is it, therefore? It means that he should fear Allah and abandon falsehood and acting in accordance with it and foolishness. And therefore this affirms the hikmah to Allah, the wisdom to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala regarding his legislations. Now if someone says or asks the point or raises the point, these matters are forbidden, whether in fasting or in, you know, without being, uh, without fasting. So what is therefore special about uh, linking it to fasting? The answer is, if it is done by the fasting believer, then it, its sin increases. And Imam Ahmad reported in his Musnad, although a weak chain in his Musnad, with a weak chain of narration, that two women during the time of the Prophet sat to talk, backbiting people. And, so they became, and then they became very, very thirsty and Almost they died. And so the Prophet invited them, called them, and ordered them to vomit. And they vomited uh, pus and uh, flesh. And the Prophet said these two women fasted and refrained from what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made permissible for them and they break the fast upon that which Allah had forbidden them one of them sat to the other eating the flesh of people 
this hadith, although it is weak, then there is no harm in uh, using it in a station of warning with the condition, however, that we should not believe that the Prophet ﷺ said it. And now if someone says, the one who says falsehood, does this entail that this breaks his fast or acts in accordance with it or and foolishness? Do you invalidate his fasting? The answer is, the scholars differed regarding this matter. Some of them said that his fasting becomes invalid. They argued that these actions are forbidden in fasting. And others, on the other hand, mentioned that these actions don't invalidate the fasting and that what is intended by the Prophet ﷺ is the warning from these actions. قال الإمام أحمد إمام أحمد رحمه الله said لو كانت الغيبة تفطر ما كلنا ما كلنا صوم if غيبة if backbiting invalidate the fasting then we wouldn't have any fasting. This is why Imam Ahmed saying these things because there is يعني few are those who don't backbite and the utterance and doing these matters saying falsehood acting in accordance with it and foolishness by doing the haram of falsehood the correct position is that they don't invalidate the fasting but they diminish they diminish it and make one miss the wisdom behind the fasting and here there is an important foundation for everyone to think about and write it down as well anyone who does an action that is forbidden an action that is forbidden in a particular worship if this forbiddance is due to the worship then it nullifies the worship and invalidates it and if this forbiddance is general then it does not invalidate it this is a very important foundation with the scholars rahimahumullah and let's take examples on it the forbidden talk and the forbidden actions are they meant for the fasting or general the answer is general backbiting is forbidden always doing the forbidden act is also always forbidden and foolishness is forbidden always. So if the fasting individual commits this, this does not nullify the fasting. While on the other hand, eating for the fasting is haram. This is related to the worship. You see that? 
So if the person eats while fasting, then this, his fasting is nullified. Why? Because the forbiddance of fasting is, is because the forbiddance of eating is due to the fasting, is related to the fasting itself. Is that clear? You see the difference between the two? The first is general forbiddance, always forbidden. So therefore it does not nullify the worship, but it diminishes it. It diminishes its rank, it diminishes it from its reward. But that which is related to the, it is made forbidden because of the worship itself. Then, if it is done, that it nullifies the worship. Take another example, if someone prays, and in front of him there is a woman, and he began enjoying looking at her. That does not nullify his salah. Why? Because this is generally forbidden. And it is not made forbidden because of salah. So therefore it does not invalidate the salah. And this foundation benefits the seeker of knowledge. So make note of it. This foundation benefits the seeker of knowledge.